0: Guideline implementation: sterile technique by Terry Link Abstract Establishing and maintaining a sterile field to help prevent surgical site infections requires specific knowledge and skills and is among the most important responsibilities of the perioperative RN Perioperative RN should remain vigilant in monitoring the sterile field communicate when a break in sterile technique occurs and collaborate with other surgical team members to correct the break-in technique. The AORN, Guideline for Sterile Technique, provides guidance to perioperative personnel on the principles and processes of sterile technique. This article elaborates on key takeaways from the guideline, including using sterile technique when donning sterile gowns and gloves, delivering sterile items to the sterile field, using drapes to establish a sterile field, and maintaining the sterile field. Perioperative RNs should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. Sterile technique is a key component of surgical site infection prevention. Establishing a sterile field requires specific skills and understanding of the principles of sterile technique. The sterile field needs to be maintained despite the presence of numerous personnel, complicated traffic patterns, unidirectional airflow, and use of multiple pieces of equipment, all of which may increase the air contaminants in the room. The culture of the OR is a key component of maintaining sterile technique. Perioperative nurses must be vigilant and collaborative with a collective surgical team in maintaining the sterile field. When a surgical team member observes a break in sterile technique, he or she should bring it to the attention of the other members of the team. No one should challenge whether a break has occurred and the team should correct the problem immediately or as soon as it is safe for the patient. Everyone in the OR should feel empowered to speak up about patient safety issues, including breaks and sterile technique. Protecting the patient by adhering to best practice, even if it may inconvenience the surgical team, implicate another healthcare care provider as the cause of a safety breach, or require admitting one's own error, is often referred to as the surgical conscience. As a patient advocate, the perioperative RN speaks for patients when they are unable to speak for themselves. The updated AORN, Guideline for Sterile Technique, was published in November of 2018. Topics discussed in the Sterile Technique Guideline include preparing the sterile field, using sterile technique when donning and wearing sterile gowns, gloves, and surgical helmet systems, using sterile drapes to establish a sterile field opening sterile supplies, maintaining a sterile field, moving within or around a sterile field in a manner that prevents contamination of the sterile field, and participating in quality assurance and performance improvement activities that include the principles and processes of sterile technique. AORN guidelines apply to inpatient and ambulatory settings and are adaptable to all areas where operative and other invasive procedures may be performed. This article elaborates on key takeaways from the sterile technique guideline, but is not inclusive of the entire guideline. Perioperative RNs should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. Key takeaways from AORN's Guideline for Sterile Technique include the following. Perioperative personnel should 1. Use sterile technique when donning and wearing sterile gowns, gloves, and surgical helmet systems. 2. Open, dispense, and transfer sterile items to the sterile field by methods that maintain the sterility and integrity of the item in the sterile field. 3. Use sterile drapes to establish a sterile field. And 4. Maintain the sterile field on a continuous basis. See Figure 1. Scenario At the end of the working day at Hope Surgery Center, Nurse A reviews the next day's surgery schedule. There are three total knee arthroplasties scheduled for Dr. J, and he is using the same total knee instrument system for all three procedures. Nurse A verifies with the charge nurse that the instruments have been delivered to the center and then checks with the sterile processing department manager to make sure the instruments have been sterilized. The sterile processing manager tells her there are two sets of instruments and that there will be time to reprocess the first set after use, so it will be ready for the third total knee procedure. Nurse A obtains Dr. J's preference card and selects instruments and supplies for the next day's total knee procedures. The next morning, Nurse A and the surgical technologist assigned to her room, Tech H, damp dust the OR and arrange equipment and supplies for the first total knee arthroplasty of the day. After opening the sterile custom pack onto the back table and opening a sterile gown and gloves separately on the Mayo stand, Tech H dons the unsterile helmet of a surgical helmet system before performing a surgical scrub. Following the manufacturer's instructions for use, IFU, Nurse A helps Tech H don the sterile hood of the surgical helmet system. Tech H then dons a reinforced sterile gown and two pairs of sterile gloves. Nurse A proceeds to open sterile supplies and either hands the item aseptically directly to Tech H or carefully places it on the edge of the sterile back table. She opens instrument sets on a ring stand and Tech H checks the internal chemical indicator to ensure the parameters for sterilization have been met before transferring the instruments to the back table. After the instruments have been removed, Nurse A checks the wrappers for holes and checks the filters on the instrument trays for moisture or tears. Using a sterile non-absorbent towel, TECH-H covers the implant sizing instruments after placing them at the back of the sterile back table. During the surgical briefing and team member introductions, the surgeon verifies with the industry representative and the RN circulator in the room that the correct implants are available. The surgeon requests that no implants be opened until they are needed. After the surgical team members verify the surgical site, Nurse A performs the surgical skin antisepsis while the surgeon and his assistant complete their surgical hand antisepsis. Tech H drapes the surgical helmet systems along with the anesthesia professional who assists by grasping the unsterile edges of the hood and pulling the sterile hood over the shoulders of the surgeon and assistant. Tech H then gowns and gloves the surgeon and assistant using a closed gloving technique. Each member of the sterile surgical team wears two pairs of gloves with the perforation indicator system. The anesthesia professional secures the gowns at the back and over the unsterile edges of the sterile hood. The sterile surgical team members drape the patient in a sterile manner, cuffing the drapes over their gloves and not reaching over the prepped undraped limb. After draping is complete, the team members remove their outer gloves and don new outer gloves. Tech h secures a holster for the electrosurgery handpiece, along with a suction and lavage tubing, to the sterile drape with non-perforating towel clips. She then positions the back table within the unidirectional laminar airflow. Nurse-A positions the electrosurgery unit and the blanket warmer outside the unidirectional laminar airflow and directs the fan on both pieces of equipment away from the sterile field. Nurse-A places a sign outside both OR doors to limit entrance to the OR to only essential personnel and activity. The surgical team members conduct a timeout to verify the correct patient, site, side, and other procedural information, and the surgeon makes the incision and begins the procedure. After cementing the total knee components, Dr. J uses the pulse lavage to irrigate and remove excess cement. He uses a shield to ensure the irrigation fluid is contained and does not come in contact with non-sterile items and contaminate sterile items. He uses the setting recommended in the manufacturer's IFU to direct the flow of the irrigation fluid more easily and reduce contamination dispersal. While Dr. J is suctioning the irrigation fluid, the suction tip drops below the OR bed level. Tech H releases the non-perforating towel clip holding the suction device, allowing the entire suction tubing and tip to fall to the floor. Nurse A delivers a new sterile suction tip and tubing to the sterile field. After cementing and irrigation is completed, the sterile surgical team members again change their outer gloves and don new gloves. While preparing to close the incision and repositioning the surgical limb, the surgical assistant dislodges several instruments from the Mayo stand and they fall to the floor. Tech H asks Nurse A for additional sterile instruments. After Tech H removes the sterile instruments from the container and places them on the back table, she notices that a needle holder is clamped and there appears to be organic material on the handle. She immediately hands the instrument set to Nurse A and changes her outer gloves. Tech H then assesses the back table for additional contaminated instruments. She and Nurse A decide to consider the entire back table contaminated and because the procedure is completed and the surgeon is closing the incision, they determine that Tech H can work from her Mayo stand. Dr. J agrees, and Nurse A provides Tech H with sterile instruments for closure. Nurse A moves the contaminated back table away from the sterile field and removes all sponges from the back table for the final surgical counts. Key Takeaways Discussion The key takeaways from the AORN. Guideline for Sterile Technique, do not cover the entire guideline. Rather, they help the reader focus on important or new information that should be implemented into perioperative practice. Donning Gowns and Gloves In this scenario, the surgical technologist dons her gown and gloves away from the surgical field. Donning a gown and gloves in an area away from any sterile fields may reduce the risk for contamination from potential contact with unprotected skin and clothing. Because of the risk of exposure to blood and other potentially infectious fluids, sharp instruments, for example, saws, drills, and bone fragments during the procedure, the scrub team members selected a reinforced surgical gown. Perioperative personnel should select the surgical gown needed for the procedure according to the barrier performance class stated on the product label. Scrubbed personnel also may choose to wear a surgical helmet system because of the splashes, spray, and splatter that can be expected with the use of pulse lavage. Surgical helmet systems provide more protective coverage than a face shield alone. When using a surgical helmet system, depending on the manufacturer's IFU, a non-scrubbed person may need to grasp the non-sterile edges of the sterile helmet system hood or toga to pull it down over the scrubbed person's head and shoulders. After gowning, the gown can be secured at the back with the helmet system hood tucked beneath the gown. Depending on the manufacturer's IFU and hospital policy, a mask may or may not be worn beneath the helmet. The fan in the unsterile helmet should be turned on by an unscrubbed person after gowning is completed. The scrubbed team member should wear two pairs of sterile gloves using a perforation indicator system. Double gloves provide another layer of protection to prevent microbial transfer from the surgical team member to the patient or the transfer of potentially infectious materials from the patient to the surgical team. Glove perforations can be more easily seen because of the colored gloves underneath, and the perforated outer glove can be changed. When gowning and gloving, perioperative team members should 1. Select the type of surgical gown by the task and anticipated degree of exposure to blood, body fluids, or other potentially infectious materials. 2. Select a surgical gown that wraps around the body, completely covering the back. 3. Perform surgical hand antisepsis before donning sterile gown and gloves. 4. Use sterile technique when donning, wearing, and changing the sterile gown and gloves. And 5. Completely cover the gown cuffs with gloves. Introduction and Transfer of Sterile Items In this scenario, the RN circulator began preparing the previous day for the surgical procedures, ensuring the instruments needed were available, located in the surgery center, and sterile. Damp dusting before opening supplies decreases the likelihood of introducing particulate matter that is settled onto surfaces into the air. The RN circulator and scrub person should introduce sterile items to the sterile field as close as possible to the time of use to decrease the risk of airborne contamination from particulate matter settling on the items. Immediately before presenting items to the sterile field, perioperative personnel should inspect the 1. Sterility of the contents, as noted on the packaging. 2. The expiration date, when applicable. 3. Package integrity. 4. Product integrity. For example, discoloration or particulate formation in medications and solutions. And 5. Verification that any external chemical indicators have changed to the correct color, indicating that the parameters for sterilization have been met. Inspecting items and verifying the conditions of sterilization have been met before these items are introduced to the sterile field helps prevent contamination of the sterile field. Heavy or sharp instruments, such as those used in total joint procedure, should be presented directly to a scrubbed team member or opened on a separate clean, dry surface. Opening rigid sterilization containers on a clean, flat, dry surface facilitates removal of sterile items from their containers without contaminating the items or the sterile field. Checking that external locks, latch filters, valves, and tamper evidence devices are intact helps to verify that there has not been a breach of the container seal. Opening the container according to the manufacturer's IFU facilitates aseptic removal of the contents. The iron circulator and the scrub person should inspect wrapped sterile packages for intact indicator tape and the correct color change for external chemical indicators before opening the packages. Holes or tears in instrument wrappers compromise the barrier properties of the wrapper leaving implants in their sterile packaging until the time of use, reduces the risk of contamination by decreasing exposure to the OR environment and handling of the implant. Use of sterile drapes Sterile drapes provide a barrier that decreases the passage of microorganisms from unsterile areas to sterile areas and reduces the risk of healthcare-associated infections. The World Health Organization states that the use of drapes in surgery is good clinical practice, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends the use of a full body drape during placement of central venous catheters, peripherally inserted central catheters, and guide wire exchanges. The sterile surgical team should place sterile drapes on the patient, furniture, and equipment in the sterile field in a way that prevents contamination of the sterile field. This includes using a cuffed method, that is, cuffing the interior portion of the drape material over the sterile gloves, when placing the sterile drape to help protect gloved hands from being contaminated during placement. In the scenario, Tech-H used non-perforating towel clips to secure drapes so they would not shift. Perforations from a penetrating device used to secure drapes and equipment provide portals of entry for microorganisms and blood. The portion of the sterile drape that establishes the sterile field should not be moved after initial positioning. Only the top surface of the sterile drape is considered sterile. Items that fall below the level of the sterile field, such as the suction tip and tubing in the scenario, should be considered contaminated and should be replaced. Maintaining the Sterile Field Continual observation for breaks in sterile technique may prevent microbial contamination that puts the patient at risk for infection. If a break in sterile technique occurs, the surgical team should correct the break immediately unless the patient is at risk. When Tech H. found an instrument that was clamped shut and contained debris, she immediately removed it from the sterile back table along with other items that could have been in contact with the instrument. Instruments should be considered contaminated when found assembled or clamped closed or with organic material. For example, blood, hair, tissue, bone fragment, or other debris, such as bone cement, grease, or mineral deposits, on or in the instrument. Sterility cannot be assured if all the surfaces of an instrument are not exposed to the sterilizing agent under the correct parameters. When contaminated instruments are found in an instrument set, the entire set is considered contaminated and should be treated as such. Corrective actions include removing the contaminated items and any items that could have possibly been in contact, changing gloves, and taking any other actions deemed necessary after conducting an assessment and considering other factors associated with the event. While setting up instruments at the beginning of the procedure, Tech h covered the total joint implant sizers and isolated them on the back table because these instruments would not be used until later in the procedure. A portion of a sterile field may be covered if it is not in use or during periods of increased activity that may occur before incision, when the surgical team is moving about the room, or during positioning or repositioning of the patient. Air in the OR may contain microorganisms, and exposure may affect the event-related sterility of open sterile items or the sterile field. After draping the patient, Tech h move the back table and drape the Mayo stand within the air current of the unidirectional ultra-clean air delivery system. For example, laminar airflow. A unidirectional ultra clean air delivery system provides a steady stream of high efficiency particulate air filtration within the air curtain and, as a result, theoretically reduces the risk of bacterial contamination at the site by constantly moving high efficiency particulate air filtered air across the area. When a horizontal unidirectional ultra clean air delivery system is used, personnel should not walk or stand between the airflow curtain and the sterile field or surgical incision site. When heater-cooler devices are used in an OR with a unidirectional ultra-clean air delivery system, positioning equipment outside the air curtain and away from the sterile field may help decrease ventilation disruptions and turbulent airflow. The ability to maintain the cleanliness of the air intake and internal exhaust systems of heater-cooler devices has been questioned, and exhaust from the fans at the rear of the equipment may contaminate the sterile field if directed toward the sterile field and within the unidirectional ultra clean air delivery system. Airborne contaminants and microbial levels in the surgical environment are directly proportional to the amount of movement and the number of people in the OR. Signs placed outside each door help limit activity in and out of the OR. Doors to the operative or other invasive procedure room should be kept closed as much as possible except during the entry and exit of the patient's required personnel and necessary equipment. Conclusion Establishing and maintaining a sterile field and using sterile technique are skills that are necessary to prevent surgical site infections. Everyone on the surgical team is responsible and accountable and should follow the same standardized procedures and guidelines. Competency in the applications of sterile techniques takes consistency, understanding, and practice. The surgical conscience can best be taught by example. Providing a safe environment where everyone feels empowered to speak up if he or she sees something occur that may harm the patient should be part of every OR culture. Even if a break in sterile technique is only observed by one person, It is that person's responsibility to speak up and the entire team's responsibility to listen, act on the information provided, and correct the break. This concept may be the most important component in maintaining sterile technique.